Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Let's have all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey guys, welcome back to another video. So with Kenobi coming out soon, I figured it would be best to go over something that I think is pretty cool and something that's only in the Revenge of the Sith novel and not in the movie. One thing I'd love to see in the Kenobi show are some flashbacks of Order 66, of Anakin in the temple, just doing what must be done, showing no mercy. Now in Revenge of the Sith, we did get the biggest turning point in the Star Wars universe, which was Order 66. Anakin cut off Mace Windu's hand and Sidious threw him out of the window. It was after that that Anakin was dubbed as Darth Vader. The entire conversation from the novel is quite different from what we got in the film. Palpatine was actually a lot more manipulative in the book, written by Matthew Stover, where Anakin would say things like he was unsure and that it was hard because he was a Jedi for so long, and then Palpatine would say that it basically came down to him choosing between the Jedi and Padme. This was where Anakin basically accepted his new role as Sith Lord, and Sidious told him to wipe out the Jedi at the temple, and then go to Mustafar to the secret base where the Separatist leadership remained. As Anakin marched to the Jedi Temple with the 501st clones, which later on became Vader's fist, they left no creature alive, as Sidious ordered for him to do in the novel. Gate Master Jirok sprinted through the empty vaulted hallway, clattering echoes of his footsteps making him sound like a platoon. The main doors of the temple were slowly swinging inward, in answer to the code key punched into the outside lock pad. So at this point of Order 66, Anakin has just marched up the steps, and this is literally right after that scene cuts with the 501st. The Gate Master had seen him on the monitor, Anakin Skywalker, alone. The huge doors creaked inward. As soon as they were wide enough for the Gate Master to pass, he slipped through. Anakin stood in the night outside, shoulders hunched, head down against the rain. Anakin, he gasped, running up to the young man. Anakin, what happened? Where are the masters? Anakin looked at him as though he wasn't sure who the Gate Master was. Where's Shakti? In the meditation chambers, we felt something happen in the Force. Something awful. She's searching the force in deep meditation, trying to get some feel for what's going on. His words trailed away. Anakin didn't seem to be listening. Something has happened, hasn't it? Jarak looked past him now. The night beyond the temple was full of clones, battalions of them, brigades, thousands. Anakin, what's going on? Something's happened. Something horrible. How bad is it? The last thing Jarok felt was the emitter of a lightsaber against the soft flesh beneath his jaw. The last thing he heard as blue plasma chewed upward through his head and burst from the top of his skull and burned away his life was Anakin Skywalker's melancholy reply. You have no idea. 
So obviously, as we can see, the Gate Master was killed within an instant. Now you're probably wondering who this Jarok guy is. Well, he's a bit of a funny story. See, he was in the Revenge of the Sith novel written by Matthew Stover. Then he was in the complete Star Wars encyclopedia back in 2008. But later then, he wasn't found in there. He was kind of retconned, I guess, in 2012 to ever have appeared in Revenge of the Sith. But we know this isn't true because it was in the Revenge of the Sith novel, which as per my interview and conversation with Matthew Stover himself on the channel, which you can find the interview, he said that George was very hands-on with the book and he had to sign off on everything. So while Jarok wasn't in the movie, he was in the book and remains in print to this day. And there are many things in the novel that explain further the details of Revenge of the Sith, not just with Anakin, but with so many other characters that we never knew of, we never met. Now, I do find it weird why this was maybe plucked out in 2012. Maybe they just felt, okay, it's not really a big deal, we can just take out this character. Or perhaps they already had plans for a Kenobi show and they wanted to have flashbacks of Anakin and the first person that he does kill in the temple during Order 66. Maybe this is something that we're going to see in the Kenobi show. Maybe we will see flashbacks of Order 66 and we'll see different Jedi Masters, Knights that Anakin has to just go through in order to do what must be done and unlock the powers of the dark side in order to save Padme. You see, it's very interesting the reasons that Anakin did what he did. It's not because he was necessarily a bad person. He did bad things, but I don't believe at his core he was a horrible man. I think he was just in a very desperate situation where he wanted to save the love of his life more than anything, his family and his children, or child at that point, he didn't know she had twins, that he was willing to do literally everything and burn the galaxy just for her. It was in this desperation that he felt if he does these atrocious things and these horrible things that he will unlock certain powers that were promised to him from Palpatine. Now, mind you, of course, Anakin had some character flaws, for sure, but these are all things that were rectified in his arc and what makes him such an interesting and great character. I believe these are things that we could assess and explore in the Kenobi show, with Kenobi even having his own flashbacks of Anakin and possible red flags and moments of him just kind of realizing that maybe Anakin had some issues that he needed to really sit down with the Jedi Masters and talk about, but instead he glossed over. And of course, not mentioning the fact that he ignored Padme's death. Now, Jurok was trusted to watch over the defenses of the Jedi Temple, kind of as the gate master. He was literally a gatekeeper. And when Mace Windu left with the other Jedi Masters to arrest Palpatine, he ended up telling Shakti and Jurok to watch over the defenses of the temple. Something I find also very interesting and I want to talk about is all these Jedi were able to sense, you know, the dark side. They were able to sense if someone was having malicious intentions. And even with Jurok, he couldn't sense that Anakin had turned. Either he wasn't powerful enough or whatever, which I imagine he would be if he's kind of watching over the gate. You know, this is literally the gatekeeper. So you'd imagine he would have some sort of force powers that could at least warn him of who was entering the temple and what their intent was. And of course, Anakin's was anything but good. I'm super excited for the Kenobi show. Can't wait to see what we're going to explore in that show and how it's going to evolve the characters of Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. And hopefully Qui-Gon Jinn too. Thanks for watching this video and I'll catch you in the next one. Leave a like if you enjoyed it. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always.